Okay. So there's 225 million global businesses in the world. Less than 1% use any CRM. Most people's CRM are spreadsheets, their email inbox, piece of paper. And the reason why is that most CRMs aren't built for relationships. They're built for salespeople to pound people till they buy or die. And, and so less than 5% of any company are in sales. So what does the rest of the company do to manage relationships? You're listening to the Coach Up Podcast, where coaches come to learn how to build their coaching businesses to six figures and beyond. I'm Kanisha Hart, your host. Here on the podcast, I get the privilege of interviewing coaches who've already made six and seven figures in their coaching business and are willing to pull back the veil and share with you the strategies, the habits, the techniques, and the tools they use to build to that level so you can do the same. Whether you are a new coach just starting out, or you've been in the business for a while, but you aren't seeing the growth and the revenue you desire, the Coach Up podcast will give you insight on what you can do next and what you can do now to accelerate or revive growth in your business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Coach Up podcast. Let's go ahead and get into it. Today's interview is going to be different. I am excited because I am talking with John Farrar, who is the CEO and founder of Nimble. It is a social CRM, and that's probably not the best way to describe it, but let me explain what I mean. It is a program where it allows us to track, and coaches, you need this, it allows us to track all of our contacts and all of our relationship building interactions in one system. And so it's a CRM, but it's also a social influencing platform, not like Facebook or Instagram, but is one where your contacts and your relationships are housed in a very intuitive way that you are able to manage your contacts, nurture relationships, and build relationships through this program, as well as all the functionality and benefits and bells and whistles of a CRM. John does a much better job of explaining it, so I'm definitely going to let us get into the conversation with him, but I want to share a little bit more about who John is. He's been recognized by Forbes as one of the top 10 CEOs. He's also been recognized as one of the top 10 social salespeople in the world, and he's been recognized as one of the top 100 marketing influencers. We are talking to a powerhouse who is a visionary today. He also is the founder of Goldmine, which was a before-its-time CRM system before people even knew what CRM was. He has blazed the trail on how to change and improve our ability to connect with business partners, collaborators, make connections with individuals, to build our network so that we can nurture it in a way that is beneficial and helpful to all involved. And so enough of me telling you how amazing this conversation is with John and all that he has done, because it's reflective, you'll be able to hear in this interview of how amazingly he thinks and the contributions he's given to this world in the work that he's done, and you get to hear all about it. Coaches, this is a little different today because it's not necessarily just how he built his business, and it's not a coaching business, but it is a tool, and it is a business building story that I think will definitely shift some paradigms for you. Let's get into it. You're learning a lot more than you wanted to know about about Southern California, eh? 
<laughs> well, it's interesting because the fact that you're in California, which this is such a stereotype, so I slightly apologize for it. I think, John, is that why you started a tech company? Because I would consider your company to be a tech company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in California and I just associate California with tech companies. Did and there's a reason for that, Kanisha. Um, so if you go back in history, a lot of trends start in California, right? The skateboard, the frisbee, the uh, the movies, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of trends. One of those trends is technology. So yeah. movies attracted this young orphan out of Texas named Howard Hughes, and his his parents built the Hughes Tool Company, so he had a lot of money. And he came to Southern California to make movies because he wanted to have fun and he liked girls. And so he made this movie called The Hell's Angels. And it was about these airplanes fighting in the air. And they used real airplanes, but the airplanes didn't like, um, they weren't fast enough. They didn't, they didn't turn quick enough. And so he hired this uh, engineer named Edmund Lund to make the airplanes go faster. And so Howard got really interested in airplanes and make them go fast. And so Ed Lund started building all these airplanes for him to race. And uh, and uh, he eventually crashed one of those airplanes and really hurt himself, became a drug addict. But that's another story. But <laughs> because of his love of airplanes, he started building all these airplanes for the military and stuff. And then he built TWA, his own airline. And so he built huge helicopters, huge missile systems, huge space and communications, satellites, he built the Glomar Explorer that that uh, secretly grabbed a Russian submarine at the bottom of, of the ocean. So Howard Hughes is personally responsible for creating a foundation of technology in Southern California. That doesn't mean that there wasn't already Lockheed and McDonnell Douglas and uh, Rockwell and all these other technology companies. But I think a lot of them sprouted off of Hughes, who really started all that in the 20s. So I grew up around technology. My uncle helped invent radar and microwave at MIT. He was my mentor. And I studied computer science because I love technology. I bought a computer in 1978, which is sort of cutting edge back there because nobody, nobody, nobody I knew had a computer. So okay, I just wait. What did it look like? What did your computer in 78 look like? It kind of looked like a sewing machine, uh, like a... Oh God, what would I relate it to? It was an Apple IIe. So it was like, it was like, it was like this sort of square thing with a keyboard and a chassis that you open up and you get inside to put cards in and you put a little monitor on top, but it wasn't fancy. It had tape drive for my storage, a green nine inch green display, and it was all cursor based. There was no graphical UI. So it was, it was pretty bad. But because I adopted microcomputers at 18 years old and worked in a computer land store to work my way through school, I knew every single software program on the market. I knew how people bought computers, how they sold them. And it really gave me the foundation of being in the tech industry so that when I did decide to start a company, which is Goldmine, my first one, uh, it was Outlook and Salesforce before either existed. So I basically invented Outlook and Salesforce before either existed this thing called Goldmine, which was the first program that integrated email, contact, and calendar and sales and market automation. And people lived in it like they live in Google Mail or Microsoft 365 today. Yeah. They live in Goldmine. And it was your contact platform, not just for salespeople, but for everybody in the company. And I wouldn't have been able to do all that had Howard Hughes not moved to LA. <laughs> I love the loop. 
Um, the question is, did you go back and do that research later in life or did you grow up knowing who Howard Hughes was? Well, I don't think that if you're hungry for knowledge, you could not know who the innovators are, right? Because you're constantly reading about people and trends and things and technology. So I read a book on Howard Hughes and I knew of him because his his stuff is all over the place. Like the 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 Spruce Goose is an airplane that you know used to sit by the Queen Mary and his buildings all are everywhere and and my family worked in and about his businesses. And when I graduated college, my first job was at Hughes Space and Communication and then Hughes Missile Systems. So I kind of grew up around it, but being able to build the full story and pull it full loop is something that has evolved over time. I think that hindsight's 2020, so it's a lot easier to see. So I think I de I've developed my stories over time, yeah. Tanisha. Yeah, which I love how you tell it because I have to say, I didn't know who Howard Hughes was and didn't know. No way. I did no not. Way. You sort of stepped on my toes, not a little bit. Like you stepped on them with your heel. You were nice and got off. But you said, if you're in any industry, you've got to know who the innovators are. I'm in the podcast industry. I do not know who the innovators are. But now, yeah, John, but you I know, will go back. You and I come from different eras. There are different sort of thought leaders. If you think about it, Elon Musk is today's Howard Hughes, right? Mm. You know? And so you know who he is. And it's yeah. okay for you not to know everything. That's the beauty of life is you get to find new things out, right? And right. when you do, you know, maybe they move you and you keep them and you share them with others. But I would definitely recommend reading his book. Uh, there's a biography on him. You can always cheat and go watch the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh He's I a good looking guy and it's a well done movie, you know. It's a, Reading's always it, better. You know, they don't always get it right in the movies, John. You know? Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Just a little bit, but that's just my personal opinion. But I'm more interested in Goldmine was the first business, Outlook yeah. and Salesforce together, essentially. Yeah. Did it completely fall apart or you sold it? Which one? So I started on $5,000, never took a dime of venture, grew it to about $125 million a year in revenue, about three to 500 people employed worldwide. And I sold it for cash when I was 40 years old. Nice. Retired. You retired. Apparently not though, John, because I'm sitting here ah, talking ah. to you. Well, <laughs> I, retired I, I retired for 10 years and I raised three babies and there's nothing more precious in life than being a present father, husband. Um, and I think it's the best way to grow your soul because your kids will reflect your shit back at you. And if you're willing to look at your shit and work on it in life, that's how you grow. And um, yeah, so it's priceless. But after my kids all got in school, after 10 years of doing dad stuff, I said, okay, well, what am I going to do? And social media started to happen. And I started to use it. And I saw the immense power of connecting digitally with people around the globe, around commonalities and uh, developing your brand and network. And so I wanted to be able to take those connections that I was building through these various platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Foursquare, Google+, whatever, mm -hmm. and to be able to pull those connections into uh, a, a contact database so I can nurture them over time. Because if you're trying to juggle people across all these platforms, 
it's it's going to be haphazard. And and I really believe that your network is your net worth, that your 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 brand new network or your gold mine. And I know from experience because I helped invent this whole industry that you need to nurture your network um, by paying those people forward. Uh, and um, and I believe that in a relationship, it takes you know. 60% of your fuel to build, initiate the relationship. Take 60% of the gas in a rocket to get to orbit. It takes most of the gas in a car to get up to speed. But to keep it going, it just takes a little nudge every once in a while. But people just don't do it because they, they, they haven't been taught. They don't know how. They don't have the right tools, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, why do you connect with people? What's your purpose? Like, right, what do you what do you want to do? And you're not going to be able to do it if you if you're trying to manage them using you know something different like, platforms <laughs> like this right it's uh it's it's not it's not great and so i've been helping people build relationships all my life nimble is just an evolution of that what i started as a disc that you load on your computer now it's a cloud-based system before Goldmine was sort of an enclosed system where you lived in it. And now Nimble is a system that really lives with you everywhere you engage. Because we really live in places where people commune in your inbox, in your social platforms, in the business apps that you use. And so wouldn't it be nice to be able to bring your network with you like a little nudge on your shoulder to say, oh, this is Kanisha. You know, Michaela reached out to her and Gabby set up that podcast interview. And, you know, six months ago, nine months ago, she started this thing to help creators grow. And besides that, she is um, a real estate agent and she's been managing and operation stuff and technology businesses and she's just a glowing person that, uh, you know, that all started here. And so nice. that's the context and insights I need to be able to then pick up the phone and reconnect with you, you know, two years from now when we haven't spoken in a while. But you know what? You're going to remember me because we connected on our commonalities. And I think that's how people build the bonds of humanness that keep us connected. I call it the five F's of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. And we share those commonalities with another human being that builds intimacy and trust that, uh, that helps build those connections. And that's what relationships are all about. John, first of all, your homework ability is amazing because you just lifted mm. a ton of what I do. And you've obviously heard something of me speak because you have pronounced my name correctly since we started. So thank you so very much. I absolutely oh. love that. But you said so much in there that I want to dig into. First, this is, a, I think, a pretty simple one, just for my understanding. Closed system versus cloud. People coming with you versus being enclosed. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, how about if I just share my screen? Sure. Does Let that me work? Give you, absolutely. Let me give you rights to do that. That would be great. All right. Have you always dreamed of doing voiceover from home, but have no idea how to get started? My name's Jesse Carroll, and I put together the perfect course for you. It's called the VoiceOver Jumpstart Course. It's a course that's designed to take you from knowing absolutely nothing about voiceover, all the way to everything you need to know to be a working professional in only six weeks. So if you want more information, head over to jessicarrollcoaching.com, and you can even book a one-on-one -on -one call with me if you want to find out if it's right for you. So thanks for listening to the Coach Up Podcast, and hope to see you in the course. Okay, so there's 225 million global businesses in the world. Less than 1% use any CRM. Most people's CRM are spreadsheets, their email inbox, piece of paper, 
And the reason why is that most CRMs aren't built for relationships. They're built for salespeople to pound people till they buy or die. And, and so less than 5% of any company are in sales. So what does the rest of the company do to manage relationships? So today, if you go to a um, look at a typical company, you have contacts in your email productivity suite. And I assume you use Microsoft 365 or Google contacts, which is it? I use both. Okay. So basically you've got contacts in Google and Microsoft, uh, but your contacts aren't really linked to the email and calendar activities that you and the team are doing. And each team member in your company has a separate contact database because there is no unified contact database in Microsoft or Google today. Uh, and you have contacts in Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. And then you have contacts in your business productivity apps, sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting. All of them are separate contact databases. And what Nimble does is unify all those contacts into a singular whole. And uh, and then it enriches that contact with people and company data. So you don't have to Google them, you Nimble them. So when you go and you look at a record, Nimble will automatically map their identity, bring down their data, including their bio and their title and their location, blah, blah, blah. Synchronize every interaction that you and the team have on email, calendar, and social so that you could then take that contact with you wherever you are. So if you open up an email from somebody, you could easily see who they are, you could see the interactions, but most importantly, you could do the follow-up and follow-through because every time you read an email, it's typically there's something that you should you should be doing and you don't do it because you don't want to have to go to the CRM to do it. And so the biggest cause of failure of CRM is number one, lack of use. The second is bad data, lack of use because you have to go to it to use it and bad data because you basically Google people and you go type that stuff in. And so what Nimble does is it will uh, it will work with you wherever you work, whether you're inside of um, Google or you're inside of, uh, of Microsoft. Uh, Nimble has a plugin that when you plug Nimble into your email productivity suite, it'll automatically uh, come up and bring up the record or build a record for the person automatically. If you are sitting out there in social someplace, and I'm just looking for my social tab. So let's say I'm uh, I'm inside of uh, Twitter mm -hmm. or X or whatever they call it these days, uh, and I'm interacting with uh, Kristen, I could hover on her name and it'll automatically bring up their record and I could see the history of our interactions before I then go ahead and interact with her. I could interact with her more effectively right there by knowing who she is in our history. And maybe I wanna follow up with her or send her a separate message right from here instead of messaging her on the platform. And then what? also the social places that you work. So essentially I'm sitting here looking at this guy's record and I wanna build a record for him. Nimble will build a live profile for anyone. I didn't have to type in a thing. It automatically built that record in literally seconds. And uh, once I put him into my Nimble system, I can then put them on a process because, you know, why do people live in spreadsheets? It's because it's easy to build rows and columns of the data that you want to collect on people, but they're static. They don't update themselves. So imagine no matter where you're at, you can add people to your nimble and then put them into a workflow that, uh, that essentially allows you to then track the processes that you are doing with people. And so nimble, I like to say, is the CRM that's more than just salespeople. It's a relationship-focused CRM for the whole company. And one of the big reasons is that we automatically unify your contacts. We work everywhere you work. But the big thing is 
we do more than just managing deals because not everybody that you engage with in your life, you're trying to get them to buy something from you. You're trying to build relationships to achieve a purpose. And so basically Nimble enables you to build predefined workflows. And this is our podcast outreach workflow, which you happen to be uh, part of. And so what we do is we we will go ahead and add people to this and nurture them over time by sharing their their podcast stuff and commenting on their stuff, eventually outreach and then follow up with them. And you can build any kind of workflow you want. In fact, we have templates for all the kind of things you might do, like accounts receivable, biz dev, fundraising, hiring, onboarding, blah, blah, blah. And so our workflows enable you to view your business processes and either in lists or in a board view. And anytime you connect with somebody, you should have a purpose in mind and a process to get there and have a series of steps that you do or teach your team member to do. And Nimble helps you to do it better, smarter, faster. So you mentioned the teaching part. And I was just thinking, this is a very robust system. And it's amazing because it's pulling in all the information. As you just said, like this, what we're looking at, created the information, pulled it immediately in seconds. And so it's a, I'm assuming this is pulling information from all over the internet. And so you have the yeah. most up-to-date information, which yeah. is amazing, especially when you're doing outreach and when you're thinking about sales and customer building, like how do I get emails and that type of thing. But the teaching portion, John, this is so robust. I can imagine like a coach who's a solopreneur, who's starting, but knows that they need to have a system such as this. They're looking for a CRM, didn't know they had the options that Nimble gives them, would think there's no way I'm going to learn all of this. I don't even understand half of the terminology that John is talking yeah. about that's available. Do you yeah. have teaching and training that goes along with this program? This, oh, this you bet. Thing. You bet. If you just go into Nimble and you go into support, we have a really robust um, uh, platform for learning how to use Nimble and actually talking to a live human being and getting answers. You can schedule one-on-ones or one-on-manys to learn about it. We have videos that you can learn about it. And it's really easy. And and the, the big thing about Nimble, I think, is you don't have to do everything. You just start small. You could basically just go in and import in your contacts and then have Nimble start to synchronize in all your email and contacts and enrich the contacts. And then just use it when you open up an email. So you could essentially just do start doing some basic stuff. And then you can grow into more sophisticated sort of outreach stuff with like workflows and things. But the thing is, is that if you don't document the processes that you have in your business and make them repeatable, then you won't scale. Whether you're working by yourself or you're working with a team and Nimble gives you the structure to do it, you need to treat your contacts like your own golden Rolodex. It is your, it's your gold mine. Gold uh, mine, yes. No pun intended. So this is a picture <laughs> of me from 35 years ago uh, oh, back, in, back in the day. I love uh, it. This is on the cover of Fortune magazine. Um, but the thing is, your network is your net worth. And most people are trying to manage their network inside of Google contacts or Microsoft contacts. And it just stinks because you have no context and insights of who Jim Keenan is or what's going on in his life or whatever. But when I open up an email, I not only know who Dan is, I know our history and I could do the basics, which is the follow up and follow through, mm -hmm. uh, scheduling the tasks, sending him a message, whatever I'm doing. I could literally do it from within a Forbes article. Here I highlighted this guy's name because I read an article about him. I want to reach out to him and interview him. Well, Nimble automatically built a record for him like that. And I added it to my Nimble 
and I can what? then put them in a workflow. And that's just like, it's just like, great. You know? Okay, wait, it's, John. Wait, okay. You were able to take a name from an article, put it mm -hmm. into Nimble, and Nimble mm -hmm. pulls what details? Because surely it's not well, pulling email and all this information. Oh, it can do that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Yes, ma'am. So, okay, that is a gold mine. Okay, so here, here I'm going to do it slow so you can see it, okay? okay. Please. I'm highlighting Annie Kadali. Yeah. So essentially what I want to do is I want to add Annie Kadavi. I'm just going to say, um, build a live profile for Annie. Yeah. So it doesn't know anything. It doesn't automatically do anything. Whereas if I'm sitting here inside of Twitter and I highlight a name, it can automatically build a record without me doing anything. So here I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, hover on this gal, Christine, again, right? Mm -hmm. So let's pretend Christine wasn't in Nimble. That's the record that's in Nimble. This is not in Nimble. It says build live profile. So I do that. Do you see how it did that? And it gave the name and the, and the, and the profiles and the bio and the location, all that stuff automatically. Wow. Look at, look at yeah. all that stuff. This is her areas of influence. This is her location or website. But that was all immediate and automatic. This one here is just a string. So there's no unique identifier for our, our AI to go and look at what that unique identifier is associated with and pull it all together for you. Annie Kadavi is just a string. So we could suggest what we think it is. So when I do approve what it suggests right here, okay, it automatically maps the others. Because if I approve one thing, it knows the other things like the LinkedIn, if I approve the Twitter, and then it has all the background. So that's the record. But if I want her her email and stuff, you go to here and say search for contact info. And if you give Nimble first name, last name, company domain name, then Nimble will automatically go and give you phone number, address, email, et cetera. Uh, and then not only that, but you could use Nimble to send a templated trackable email to her. So there it is. I'm going to save it all. So I just built her record with all her stuff. And now I can outreach to her. And generally speaking, I wouldn't recommend outreaching somebody cold like this, but you can do it if you do it properly. Like I could say, hey, I read that article in Forbes. Congratulations on just joining Redpoint. I'm reaching out because I have a company I think you should be considering to invest in. Um, and here it is or whatever, you know, whatever I'm going to do. But so if I want to send her a templated trackable email, I just say send email and then, uh, I go and select the template. So, you know, whatever, whatever I want. And then I say, track the opens and clicks. So then when she, when I send that, it's an email that comes from me to her through my email provider, like Microsoft or Google. But then when she opens it or clicks it, Nimble automatically gives me signals on that stuff. So I could basically see, oh, she opened it, which is essentially tells me I might want to reach out again, right? Mm -hmm. And so Nimble is a market leader in CRM, a market leader in sales intelligence. So you don't have to buy Zoom info. Nimble automatically enriches contacts. And it's a it's a uh, market leader in email template tracking. So you don't have to buy like outreach or sales off. So for a creator who wants to build their brand and network, Nimble can help you by unifying the where your contacts are in Google, Microsoft, Apple, 
synchronizing the history that you had, you and the team on email, calendar, and social, enrich them with the background stuff. So you don't have to Google them, you nimble them, and then work wherever you're engaged. It could be sitting inside IMDb. It could be sitting inside of LinkedIn. It could be sitting inside of Instagram, wherever you happen to be engaging, and even on a, on a web page. And then um, you could begin to segment out contacts because why put a bunch of contacts into a system is because you might want to do things with them. And the beauty of Nimble, it enables you to easily uh, segment contacts, engage with them, prioritize them, put them in workflows to achieve business purposes. And then you have this beautiful today page where it has all your signals on what do I need to do today? Who am I going to do it with? And it keeps you on track with things. And I think that's what we all struggle with is I think creators know how to participate in the conversations of their constituency by finding out where they go and learn to be better, smarter, faster, build identities there, share content to establish their credibility, listen and engage to create relationships. But then after that, if you do everything I just said, which is if you want to build your brand and network within a particular community, you've got to go swim in that river and add value to the river. And if you do that properly, you're going to have tens of thousands of connections. What do you do then? You need to treat it like your gold mine to be able to nurture those contacts to achieve your higher purpose in life. And I believe that what my higher purpose in life is to grow and I grow best by helping other people grow. And it's one of the reasons why I do what I do, Kanisha, is is I really love to help other people achieve their dreams. And I think relationships are a foundational thing to help you achieve your goals in life. John, you've talked about the nurturing part, which Nimble obviously helps you to do, as you were just talking about, right? Because as those yeah. grow, how do you continue to nurture those? But you've obviously done a really good job because you cannot have built a hundred, $125 million company without relationships. You couldn't have built this, which is based on building and nurturing relationships without knowing what that looks like. And I think sometimes people hear that or we hear nurturing relationships and don't really understand what that means and what that looks like. So can you talk about for you, what does that look like? How do you nurture relationships? How do you build those strong relationships that allow you to continue to help people and continue to grow in your goal, which is to help people? Well, I think it really starts by identifying who you might want to connect with right? If you want to nurture relationships, you need to figure out where you need to spend your time. So I'll give you an example of how I do that. Um, so let's just pick on Twitter for a second. And this could be LinkedIn, it could be conferences, it could be anything. So I might go and, uh, and, and look at uh, particular, you know, things like a hashtag or whatever, or, so, you know, maybe there's uh, what's a good hashtag for creators? Oh, goodness. Uh, content creator. creator. Yeah, I was going to say content creator is one. Yeah. So so here is, you know, here's a bunch of creators. So I'll go and I'll I'll scan through this and I'll see who has reach and relevance. And eventually you sort of you you zero in on people that have high reach. And the content really inspires you, right? So here is a person that is um, res someone who resonates with me in and around the areas of my promise, my product and services. So I 
promise to help you be better, smarter, faster in social sales and marketing with Nimble. So she's a thought leader in that space. So I might want to start building a relationship with Kim. So what I might do is I might go and, and add her to Nimble. So let's pretend she's, she's not in Nimble. So I'll just go ahead and add her to Nimble. And do you see how Nimble automatically built that record? Yes. And quick question. If you already have someone in there and you build another one like we've done, will they combine it or will you then have two profiles of the same person? Uh, you can merge dupes. I only showed you this just to show you again how beautiful it does it by building it automatically. But yeah. uh, but let's say I just bring up her record. OK, so she's in Nimble and I want to I want to nurture Kim. So what I might do is I might put her in a uh, process and she's actually already in it called curated content. And what we do is we would go in and curate her content over a period of time, say first with the Nimble brand, then with my brand, and then with one of my marketing team members brands mm -hmm. by taking her content and um, taking her content and sharing it by not just reposting it, but thinking about reading the article, thinking about the title and regurgitating it to show that we're adding value to it. Mm. And then attribute her name and hashtag the category of the of the whatever content she has. That's paying her forward over time. And we might content, content, comment on her stuff. So essentially, we swim through the social river to identify people with high reach and relevance in and around the areas of our promise of products and services. We pay them forward by um, supporting their voice. And then we reach out for a one-on-one -on -one like you and I are doing right now, Kanisha. And if you take the time to prepare before a meeting by going and looking up somebody's background and asking them open-ended questions and then just shutting the heck up and listening to them, you're going to learn about ways you can add value. Plus they're gonna love you because there's nothing that makes a human being more happy than to be heard, seen, wanted, and loved. And so when you do that with a connection that you make out there in your communities, then after you do that, you then suggest ways you might help them. Hey, Kanisha, you know, I know this person you might want to interview. He's a creator named Brian Kramer, and he's a coach out there. And I think that he really has a unique perspective about life, especially his idea about human to human. And I'll make that intro if that works. Does that work for you, Kanisha? Yeah, that works great. Okay. So so essentially you're paying that person forward. And then at the end of that conversation or that listening, they can't help it but to say, John, tell me about yourself and what you're doing. How'd you get here? And what, you know, and then you tell them and eventually you they become a friend and a co-collaborator in storytelling to the world. Mm -hmm. And so I like to tell par parallels to things so people can understand what I'm talking about. So if I boil down what I just said into a cocktail party, and everybody knows about business functions and cocktail parties in a way, right? Yeah. So you don't just walk into a gathering and, and say, hey, anybody want to be on the creator podcast? <laughs> anybody want to buy a CRM? No, we you do don't that. say that. No. <laughs> you you walk into the room and you look around and you look for a group you might want to connect with. And then you go up there and you stand adjacent to that group and you listen and you get sort of a clue to it. Kind of like when you walk up to the jump rope, you just don't jump in. You walk up and you get your timing. And so 
you're listening to this group talk and these are thought leaders in your space. So let's say you're at a conference with about creators and you're in the speaker section and there's all these creative speakers. So you walk up, you stand adjacent, and then you get your you get your moment where you might want to interject some value. And so you interject something and say, you know, I, I really believe that um, we're, we're now seeing the transition of social media where it's become ubiquitous, where it's just disappearing into the world. Because when it was new, everything was social CRM and social marketing. Now everything's going back to sales and marketing because CRM is becoming ubiquitous. Um, social is becoming ubiquitous, kind of like uh, the internet did. And uh, it's kind of like plumbing. You just turn it on and expect it to go. And then they they look at you and go, Kanisha, wow, you know, I never thought of it that way. That's really interesting. Tell me about yourself. And then you start telling about yourself and you're building this connection with all these other thought leaders. And then when new people walk in the room, they look over there and they see Kanisha with the thought leaders. And guess what, Kanisha, now you're one of them. You're one now of Now you're leaders. a thought leader. <laughs> right. And so, so coming back to this, if you're swimming through the river and you see these other creators or other influencers in and around your area of promise of products and services, the best way to build your brand is to help other people build their brand and then network with those people. And this is effectively how I built the Goldmine brand and the Nimble brand simultaneously. But to do all these things I'm talking about, you need a contact platform that's really built to work with and around people and relationships and social in the way Nimble does. Have you hit that subscribe button? If you have not subscribed to the Coach Up podcast so that you get notified every single time a new episode drops, make sure you do that right now. And if you're enjoying this episode, leave a review. Your opinion, your thoughts help us to become better and to find the people that you want to hear from to help us talk about the topics that are important to you and to bring you the information you want. So be sure to subscribe, leave a review. Thanks for listening to the Coach Up podcast. I've not seen a platform do this, John. And as as you have beautifully shown, amazingly how quickly it pulls in information, and especially the fact that where we so many of us live so often, the social sites to pull that information yeah. as well, and to be able to pull it to access it from all the different places where we go to live for contacts and all of that. That is, it's truly amazing. And so, in my last five minutes that I have you, I'm. Before I even say that, I want to say thank you so much for the time. I think it's cool. I think it is so cool that you are an individual that you would take time out of your day to hang out with me. So I'm just going to say thank you for that in advance. But my last question is, you, I'm sure you did not come out of the womb with this knowledge and the ability to think in the way that you do as far as like the relationships and even being nimble and how you are in the market. Like you said, Outlook and Salesforce together before both of them existed. And then nimble, which is some in a platform that I've not done in a way that I've not seen before. So how have you grown into the thought leader that you are? What's the work that you've put in to mm-hmm. be at the place where you are and how you think and process? I've been gifted by higher power. And I owe everything to that higher power. I somehow I'm guided. I um I I put my prayers out to the universe 
I'm present enough to listen when the universe knocks and I'm brave enough to open the door and even stupid enough to walk through it. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, so I, I, um, I am who I am because the universe gave me gifts and I uh, was lucky enough to be able to make a series of choices in my life. Uh, but I couldn't have made those choices without the people around me who gave me the skills that I needed to do it. My, my father, who was the number one Lincoln Mercury guy in the country in the fifties and the first Subaru dealer in California in the seventies uh, he was the entrepreneur relationship guy that taught me all that. Uh, but I totally discounted my dad because I didn't want to be in sales. Sales was a four-letter word. And I wanted to be an astronaut because I grew up watching the uh, space program in the 60s. And uh, and so I figured the best way to do that was to study computer science because I was lucky enough to go into the Pan Am building in 1969 in New York. And I touched my first computer and I couldn't stop thinking about them ever since that. And my uncle, who invented radar and microwave at MIT and was the dean of my engineering program at my school uh, later in life, uh, he inspired me. And those combination of people and um, and the first couple of jobs that I had working in the computer store and buying that first computer in 78 and, um, and learning all about computers and software prepared me to, um, to hit the ground. And, you know, the first job I had at Hughes I, um, I, after two years of working in aerospace, I figured I'm not an aerospace guy. It was too slow. It was just too easy. And I wanted something more challenging. So I got a job at a startup and that year, two years there really helped prepare me to do my own startup. And it is when they promoted me into sales, I actually transitioned from systems engineer to sales at that startup. I saw there were no tools to manage relationships. We had things called day timers. You ever heard of a day timer? Nice. Okay, so Google that. Daytimers okay. are the evolution of a, of a Rolodex. It's basically something you put in your pocket that has your appointments and your phone numbers and your to-dos on it. So today we do all that digital, but back then that's how we rolled. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. There was no Outlook. There was no program that integrated email, contact and calendar and sales and market automation. So I decided to quit my job and start this company, Goldmine, because I believed that uh, not only did I have that problem, but millions of other people did. And it, it turned out they did. And it turned out to be a gold mine. But I wouldn't have been able to take that company out of an apartment with no funding, no venture capital, no bank loans into a global company without building a tribe around me. And I think that the skill of having the vision, being able to share that vision with others where they follow you, I think is a is a skill that is not um, easy, and but it's something that you can develop. And um, if you can hire people that are better, smarter, faster than you, and you focus on what you're good at, and let and empower them to do the job and and get out of their way, and you're really transforming people. That's your job in life is to. I think I'm on this planet to grow my soul in the brief period of time I'm here. And the best way to do that is helping other people grow their soul. So my job in life is to grow other other people, and I, that was my focus as uh, in you know building Goldmine and and Nimble too. And I think if if your purpose in life is to find ways to help other people grow, you can't help but be successful in life. And you know, 
Zig Ziglar, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, they all say the same thing. There's quotes of them saying that, that stuff. And so I just stand on the shoulders of giants and uh, and I look like a giant, but I'm just a little <laughs> kid's sweet baby here crying, just doing my best. <laughs> well, your best is impressive, John. I must say, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time today. I am super excited about Nimble and what it has to do because I have to say in the stat that you gave of the 1% who actually uses CRM, I'm one of those who's shopping. And so I have now been sold. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kenesha? There's a there's a parting show gift here today. But Kenesha, I would like to leave your uh, audience with a gift as well. If they go to nimble.com, they try it out. It's a free two-week trial, no obligation. But if they do like it, I'm going to give them 40% off their first three months with the code JON40, John40. Just put that in when you become a subscriber if you do like it. And um and I definitely recommend that they do try it. And we do have videos that they could watch and uh, and they could schedule one-on-ones with their team members to help them get started. And um, and Kanisha, I really appreciate the getting on the show with you. I didn't know we were doing the interview. I just thought we were chit-chatting before. And it turned out that we did the whole interview and you made it so easy. And I appreciate that. No, it's because you're an amazing storyteller and you are a visionary that's able to communicate it in a way that's enchanting and engaging, John. And so it was fun. This was right. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you at the five E's of um of social selling. Okay. Educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower. So if you um uh, share content to inspire and educate others about how they might become better, smarter, faster, and you do it in an enchanting way, you embrace others by not just sharing the content, but you engage with them, embrace them and engage with them in order to empower them, to help them grow. That's the secret to doing all the stuff that we just talked about. And uh, and then you roll all that up with the three Ps of life, passion, plan, and purpose. Figure out what your passion is, build a plan to achieve it, make it your purpose on a daily basis. Put that plan on your mirror in the morning and you get up and you say, what am I doing today? To get there. And if you do that every day, I guarantee you, you're going to get someplace amazing in life. John, have you put this in a book yet? You know, there's a company came Wiley uh, that keeps hunting me down. They want me to write a book. And I uh, I plan to do that. I I might, you know, a later part in life, maybe go teach at uh, North Carolina University. What do they call that? Is it North Carolina University? North Carolina, yes, sir. University of North yeah. Carolina. We love it. Beautiful blue. Yes. And they have they have a nice campus uh, in Asheville. Because I really, I think one way for me to continue to give back is just to spread my gospel a little bit more effectively. Because yeah. I, I don't write all this stuff down. In fact, I don't even write it. It just sort of, it comes to me, Kanisha. Like, I don't like, I've never written any of these things down. I just... I channel God in a way. Like, I don't know if that sounds silly, but like nope. I just trust in my higher power and 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 I just get these words and these things. And then and then what happens is it's kind of like when Mick Jagger first wrote Angie, right? He kind of had a few chords and he dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go to a stadium and play that. He kind of played it for a few friends and then maybe played it at a little club. And eventually, by the reactions of people, he sort of got it down. And so my words just sort of are an evolution of my philosophy of life that just evolved 
over my interactions with other humans throughout it, you know? Well, the way you say it, the way it comes through needs to be captured because it truly does, the way that you say it impacts people. And oftentimes people can say the same thing. Like you said, you stand on the shoulder of giants, right? You're saying things that others have said, but there's a way that it comes through with the story that you've been given and the way that you've been created that God is saying, yes, I am delivering that through you and it needs to be shared, not just while you're here and people get the privilege like I do to get to hear it and others will hear you through this medium, but yes, write it down so that the generations after us will also be able to read it in a different medium. So I'm encouraging you to, yes, write it down. Right. John. I'll, 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 work on, I'll work on that. Yes, we, the world needs to hear your brilliance. And I am blessed and thankful that I got to spend the time with you today. And thank you for the gifts for the audience as well. Absolutely. Oh, you bet. You bet. And make sure you check out workflows for your, um, for how you use Nimble. You could use it for the prep for the podcast. You could use it as the follow-up after the podcast, you know? And so if you get somebody you want on the podcast, if you put them in the workflow, it can, it'll can it automatically tag them and send them an email with all the things that you need from them kind of thing. And it's just, it's really cool. So definitely check out workflows and workflow automations. Okay, my last question. In your thinking about this company and creating it, did you come up with all of these ideas of how the interconnectivity goes or your team also has helped with just figuring out all the different nimble. It's absolutely of- a team effort. There's, okay. there's no way any one person can come up with all the things that Goldmine was or Nimble is. Although there are a lot of things in them that I do come up with, but it still is inspired by others. Like there's this guy named Jim Cecil. He's passed away now, but he was the godfather of nurture marketing. And I used to go listen to Jim Cecil talk. And uh, he he was a good old boy from Iowa, grew up on a farm. And he'd talk about how his dad would do farming and about he'd relate farming to nurturing and relationships. And so I used to hear him speak. And that inspired me to come up with something called automated processes 35 years ago. So I trademarked automated processes, which says, if you put a name in goldmine, a person, if it looks like this, then do that. The that could be a series of things. Maybe day one, send them a fax, day seven, send them an email, day 14, schedule a call. And so automated processes was mark automation before it even existed. So not only did the goldmine team invent contact management for Outlook happen, CRM for Salesforce happen, but market automation before, you know, HubSpot or whoever you want to think of. And so, yes, I I did direct the team at Goldmine to build automated processes, but the inspiration came from Jim, right? And so, you know, I come up with a lot of ideas, but all of it, and not everything that I come up with, because the team comes up with stuff, it's a team effort. Like, no, nobody can do anything by themselves. And plus, even if they did, it wouldn't be any fun. Imagine if you knew everything and did everything. It's like- A lot boring, right. They say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Amen. Yes. And so it showed. Yeah. And your team that's communicated with me in this process, they've all been great. And so the company represents what I've experienced. They represent yeah. 
what you have represented I, I, today. I think there needs to be alignment to the promises you make and the experiences that you deliver. And a big part of that is the quality of human being of the team members that you have at your company. And that starts with hiring well, right? And treating them well and empowering them to do the things they need to do. Um, but I'd much prefer to hire a liberal arts major from the Midwest than a technology major, say, from a big fancy school like Stanford. You got to explain that. Why is that? Well, they're better human beings. You can you what? can you can teach somebody technology or business, but you can't teach them how to be a better human being. And liberal arts teaches people how to research and write and communicate effectively. And that's a big part of life. And the Midwest, you know, I'm just saying you, you don't need to hire from the east or west coast necessarily. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great people in the in the heartlands of our country. Yeah. And now around the world. So because of COVID, we're now digital. And so our nimble team members are all over, you know, uh, uh, up in Buffalo, down in Atlanta, in New Jersey, in Ukraine. We have mm -hmm. half the companies actually in Ukraine. That's amazing. How, at this point, how large have you grown the company to? And what's the projection? About, about 45 people. Okay. Do you want to get bigger or do you want to keep it approximately where you are? You know, I think I think you have to continue to grow if you want to compete. Um, and so, yeah, I, I see Nimble continuing to expand, but I don't need it to be a Microsoft. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need it to be huge. Yeah, uh, because sometimes less is the new more. In an age where we are bombarded with everything available all the time that is a very true statement and we yeah. it teaches us to appreciate simplicity and quality Amen. much more Amen. yes, yes. thank, thank you, you again for the time john this has been great it has thank you for listening to another episode of the coach up podcast if you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone else, with another fellow entrepreneur, a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Also, if you've enjoyed listening to the Coach Up Podcast, be sure to subscribe so that you get notification every time a new episode comes out. And if you would be so kind as to make sure that you go follow me at The Connection Collaborator on Instagram or LinkedIn at LinkedIn forward slash Kanisha Hart then I would be delighted to connect with you, hear from you, and hear your feedback on how the Coach Up podcast is helping you in your business. Again, as always, thanks for being a part of the Coach Up podcast. We will see you on the next episode.